Welcome to High Food, I'm Home, the podcast where food psychology coach and work emotions expert Laura Lloyd teaches you how to unlearn overeating after work, lose weight without dieting and diminish your binges using her cognitive, behavioral and hypnotherapy method. Hello, hardworking woman. I'm just dropping into your ear. This is a bit of a bonus episode because of the season and give you a little bit of help with eating over Christmas, over the holidays. Thanksgiving has already happened and mince pies are already being handed around and the events have begun. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my year-long program, Sensational Eater, where I coach you one-to-one alongside juicy, in-depth self-coaching training on losing weight, diminishing your binges, and building the relationship with yourself and the relationship with your body and the relationship with food that's gonna last you for life. So if you're not interested in that, stick with me and I'll let you know just after the outro, I'll explain a bit more about Sensational Eater. If that's not your jam, just switch off at that point. I've done it that way so that there's no feeling that I'm ramming advertising down your throat. You're getting advertised to a lot at this time of year about new year, new you, diet this, diet that, Black Friday. And I know we're all over it. I'm just going to let you know what I got. All right, so let's talk about Christmas. There are so many things that come up for me around Christmas that are particularly tricky. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I tend to work with my clients over a full year, because in the summer, certain things come up. In the winter, certain things come up, which tend to derail us massively, or where we tend to let go of the reins completely. Things that we're going to look at are buffets, dealing with relatives, dealing with leftovers, and above all, opportunistic eating. Now, I could go into depth on all of these things, but let's just tackle them as if they're really, really simple. Buffets. I had lots of practice at buffets in Berlin. We used to live in Berlin in an area called Prenzlauer Berg, and there was a really amazing Russian restaurant near us that did a fantastic buffet brunch, and it was eat all you can. And eat all you can is such a strange thing to enter into, isn't it? Because you don't want to eat all you can. You want to eat all that your body wants. So I developed some quite nifty buffet strategies. Strategy number one, when you go to a buffet, I look at the whole thing before I pick up a plate. I don't want to pick up a plate and start at one end, then get to something that I want even more. So I do reconnaissance. Second, I choose my top three things and I put them on my plate. Three is a good number for me because it doesn't feel like deprivation. It feels like I can dance between flavours and I can really enjoy them. They're not piled on top of each other so that you don't end up with a load of really high quality food that's become a big trash heap on your plate. I sit down to eat and that was easy at this particular buffet because, you know, it was linen tablecloths and all of the rest. So you'd sit down and eat properly. But at many of your Christmas occasions, it might be standing around with a plate. 
If that's you, I recommend that you look for a place to sit and eat and that you look for opportunities to talk to people where you're eating when you're eating and you're talking when you're talking. And I know that that's difficult. Like having a plate in your hand feels like the accessory that keeps the conversation flowing, almost like having a cigarette used to be in my grandmother's day. Like you can stand around because you've got this prop. So have a prop if you need a prop. Pick up anything. Pick up a glass of water. Pick up, I don't know, pick up a weird object and have a conversation about it. But you don't need the food to talk. It's not the talking stick. Those are my three recommendations for buffets. Reconnaissance, choose three things and sit down. It's that simple. But really what I'm saying to you, chickpea, is this. Don't go into a buffet situation without a strategy. Make your decisions about the parameters of your choices ahead of time. And of course, I didn't say, but you know, when I've eaten those three things, I will go back for more if I want it, if I'm still hungry. And if my top things are desserts, I would pick those first. I'm happy with that, you know, but you do you. You can make up whatever parameters you choose or whatever strategy you choose. You got this. All right. Let's talk about our relationships over Christmas and the holiday. For many of us, we work so hard. When we take time off, we have all this pressure on us to enjoy it, to relax in your own home that you have to clean and get ready for Christmas with all of your family there who may or may not be operating on the same agenda, who may not have the same priorities about what to clean or what chores to get done or how to get organised. It's tough, right? And we have a lot of ideas about what other people should be doing and a lot of pressure on us to enjoy it and for everyone else to enjoy it. Hughie. Now add into that some of the people in your world who you love the most and who press your buttons the most. If your parents are alive, they might be parents, they might be siblings. We lose our integrity. We lose our sense of mind management around those people. So my recommendations, and you know, in my own coaching programs, I coach much more deeply on relationships and how to manage them. But my top tips for these things are, one, don't expect people to be any different to how they are. They will do their classics. And if you think ahead to what their classics are going to be, it really does help. Now, I can't remember where I saw it or who who recommended it or whether I mashed together a couple of ideas, but I'm pretty sure it's not my own idea that, that you actually create a bingo card with the people who press your buttons is classics on. For example, I know that my mum will make a comment about my appearance that makes me feel really insecure. I know she will. It will probably be her idea of noticing it or complimenting me or maybe being shocked. Like if I wear a bright coloured lipstick, she will comment upon it. And, um, it's not meanness, it's her way 
And it, as long as I'm fighting that reality and wish that she wouldn't, I'm in trouble. So if I write it down on my bingo card, mum comments on my appearance and I cringe, then I'm ready to laugh and I'm ready to just tick it in my mind. And that anticipation allows me to let her be her and for me to roll with it. That's one of my recommendations. And my second recommendation with family around is to get out at least once a day and embody. That might mean going for a walk. I'm a big fan of the walk, whatever the weather. Sometimes we have trouble to justify going for a walk. But if you do it at the same time every day, and the trick here is to say, I'm just going to go for my walk as if it's your long-standing tradition, like I would say I'm going for my run and my children would imitate me picking up <laughs> walkie-talkies and saying to each other, I'm just going to go for my run. Like it was very important. Not a walk, my walk. All right. Okay. We're getting through our topics. Let's talk about leftovers. Now, leftovers are going to show up for you over the next season a lot, whether you have a party and you're left with leftovers or people bring in something to work and it just stays around and you walk past it 20 times until you finally cave in or over the Christmas season, there's just a lot of good food and a lot of leftovers. And my binge eating soul finds leftovers way more tempting than actual eating because the actual eating is in company all eyes are on me whereas leftovers can be snook they can be popped in they can be grabbed when you open the fridge to just get the butter out and it feels like you're doing the world a favor chickpea leftovers are as real as meals. They are not side dish, not extra food, not less significant. Leftovers are actual food. Your biggest skill that you can develop, and this is the perfect opportunity to develop it, is that you start to use this season as a chance to get these kind of peripheral eating skills that are going to help you all through the year. But you're going to get just like a, you know, oh my gosh, I can't leave the equestrian theme, can I? Like you take a horse over the jumps again and again and again, getting it used to it. Like this is your absolute Gymkhana. You're going to come up against these temptations again and again and again. So this is your chance to work those muscles and get really good at hopping those obstacles. Okay. If you want to eat leftovers, and boy, I do, a good leftover I'm thinking about when I go to bed at night. I'm going to have that tomorrow. But here's the thing. I'm going to plan to have it. I'm going to sit down and make a meal out of it. The key is planning it. Try to reduce your knee-jerk eating, your moment-to-moment eating. 
package leftovers up carefully. I have some nice little glass dishes. If you haven't got any, invest in them now. Then you can see what all the leftovers are in the fridge and they are right there and you can compose meals of them. Buffet rules apply when you lay out a bunch of leftovers. Plan them, put them in glass dishes. What's the other one? Oh yeah, just throw that shit away. <laughs> like, just let it go. If you know that you're going to misbehave with a bunch of leftover desserts from a party, give them away when people leave. Don't burden yourself with more than you can handle. Keep the one thing that you really care about. Don't go unravelling over the end of a bowl of broken cheese straws. All right. If the leftovers are at work and you continue to find them tempting, take one, wrap it up and say to yourself, I'm going to have this for dessert after my meal or I'm going to have this later on. You're not giving in to a moment-to-moment urge. You're delaying the gratification. It's going to help you enormously. Let's talk about opportunistic eating. I always come shopping here, partly because I do the shop on a budget. It's got its staple stuff, and then it's got speciality aisles, and it has, you know, Spanish stuff for a few weeks and Italian stuff for a few weeks. And right now, all the festive stuff is in. (laughs) It's got crates of Glühwein and Liebkuchen and Stollen and Panettone. So the amazing thing about having these speciality aisles is that it's like diamonds you know how scarcity creates value right and if you've got to get it now get it before it's gone they don't restock it then you've got to get going on it you've got to get it now that's the mentality that we've absorbed so deeply At this time of year, we have loads of food that we think we can't get at other times of year. In this country, it's mince pies, shortbread biscuits, like biscuit selections are big in the supermarket. I recommend that at this point in the year, you make a list of what are the seasonal things that really are imbued with the feeling and the the meaning of Christmas to you of this season. And you plan to have them maybe twice through the season. And you don't just stock up on them, right? And also call yourself out on the opportunity. I'm just looking at a panettone. It's actually best before the end of July 2023. I could totally have that in my store cupboard. There is no need for me to eat that right now. And in reality, that shit's been in little since, I want to say that Halloween was over, but I think they were even there before that. Like they've been selling Christmas hams for three months. They go out of date before Christmas. So 
I want you to think about like the bullshit that goes with this idea of opportunity. Laugh at it. Look at other people and the way they take opportunities to eat. Stuff pops up. It's surprise. Right. Somebody hands something around and people make all these little noises and they, they even bob and curtsy and make like, oh, like, oh, noises of apology and oh, be rude not to. and Don't mind if I do kind of jokes. It's like it's all very like I know I shouldn't just give in to this momentary urge, but I'm just going to. And the thought there there's a little thought, emotion, action sequence that I'm going to teach you in episode five. Really, just a very simple idea that thoughts create emotions which happen in our bodies and those emotions motivate our actions. You have a thought like, oh, it's now or never. And the emotion that arrives in your body is urgency, is anxiety, is insecurity. I want you to think about that when you say it's now or never. It's not relaxing. It doesn't give you spaciousness to make a decision. And then you probably have some enabling thoughts like, oh, fuck it, or you only live once, or I don't want to miss out. And then you eat it. The thought is it's now or never. The emotion is urgency, and the action is eating it. But what about using a thought like, it's now or whenever I choose to have it? Telling yourself that food is out there. I can get it whenever I want. I can make it any time of the year. I can make myself a Thanksgiving meal in March if I want it. I'm guaranteed I won't want it because by then I'm on to Easter celebrations and other things. Thought, it's now or whenever I choose to have it. Emotion, secure, safe, reassured that there is a sufficiency of this food. Action, choose to delay gratification. Or maybe it fades in importance and later you see that you didn't need to experience everything in your life. I don't need to eat every food on the planet. Just like with a buffet, I'm just going for my absolute worth it indulgences. I don't want to end up eating a bit of everything and then trying to get satisfaction from those awful abandoned strawberry cream quality street chocolates that nobody wants. I don't want to stoop that low in terms of the worth itness of the treats that I have. Chickpea, you did it again. You snagged an absolute stocking full of really valuable treasures, ways to think differently. And if you liked that, why not consider writing me a review on Apple Podcasts? Go to the Apple Podcast app or on a laptop. Thank you. Sensational Eater chickpea is my 12-month coaching program and it's unlike anything else I've ever encountered out there because it is one-to-one coaching. I coach you at close capacity personally on your eating, your quirks, what your brain wants to do to make you overeat. Now, if 12 months sounds like a huge commitment to you, don't worry, because right now, 
at this very moment, I have a one-time only offer, which is that I have six places for people to join me to be one-to-one coached through winter, starting now. Not starting at January when you feel gross about your body, starting now. I will see you steady through the holiday period. And then in spring, we'll have three more months together. So this is going to be a four-month mini intensive. And I'm going to help you lose your first 10, 15 pounds through the spring. Now, if you don't know what you're going to be doing next year and you're thinking, I'm just going to go all out and feast until January the 1st and then panic when I step on the scale and then get on a fasting regime or a January going without booze and going completely raw or fasting or whatever the whole thing is. This is for you. I'm going to show you a system where you work with weight loss and you make your own plan and you learn to self-coach on all of the thoughts that will try to convince you that overeating is a brilliant idea. We're going to work on all of this together. Now, I just want to reiterate, this is one-to-one coaching for six people. This is not a group coaching program, but I only have capacity for six people. So if you want one of those places, just go to my website, lauraloyd.co, not .com, .co. There's a contact page. Write me a note and I'll be picking the six people I think are most motivated and are going to be most fun to work with over the next four months for this real intensive so that we start the year right. I'm really looking forward and excited to do this work because winter is a challenging month for me. I feel like leaning towards comfort food. I don't like the cold much. I'm a sunshine body. I like to get out and walk in nature. And it feels like when the elements are difficult and the social situations are up and, you know, I have my own baggage of social anxiety too. So I can relate to all of this stuff. But I'm going to be in and there with you, helping this be the best winter season ever. So get in touch with me, lauraloyd.co, and we'll talk about working together. I'll arrange us a consultation call and we'll have a good old chinwag and see if it's a good fit. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to this. If you're interested in the 12 month Sensational Eater program, I'll be telling you more about that in future episodes. All the best for this merry, merry season. Enjoy the firelight, enjoy the candlelight, enjoy being able to see the birds in the trees now the leaves have fallen. Enjoy that winter sun, that low, low sun. Enjoy hot drinks, enjoy books, enjoy knitting. Enjoy hot water bottles. Enjoy your loved ones, whatever the shape and size they show up in. And let's enjoy our food. It's a time of pleasure, a time of receiving. Let's make sure that the things we have really hit the spot and that we feel entitled to enjoy them completely.